0: let's talk about sex, baby, let's talk about you and me. (laughs) No, but seriously, in this episode, we are talking pretty frankly with some travellers who got down and dirty during their travels. If hearing about sexy details isn't your cup of tea, this is your cue to skip to the next episode. Welcome to One Night in Bangkok. I'm Sav. I'm Charlie. And I'm MJ. And together, we're bringing you the crazy travel stories from around the world that never made it into the guidebooks.
1: Cabin crew, prepare for takeoff.
0: Hello, welcome to episode three. Is that
2: what we're doing now? I didn't get the memo on that. (laughs)
0: Today we are. For some reason, today we are. But we're also today talking about one night stands because we think that they bring great stories and also great memories and sometimes it can be considered quite taboo. And it's something that we've all experienced and that we know so many of you out there have experienced as well. And we really want to showcase that and to prove that if you want to do it, go for it. No shame, no gain.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Look, it makes sense when you think about it. When you're traveling, your your inhibitions are down. You, You often feel a lot more free than what you do at home, perhaps. And you're in that mindset of just having the best time, right? So you tend to say yes more often than not to a whole range of different things including one night stands and in, you know you meet new people so you, you're meeting people that you wouldn't have met at home as well which I think contributes to it but um, I do have one stat for you guys it's from a study by Hostel Bookers so it's about backpackers primarily but according to them 41% of female backpackers and 52% of male backpackers engaged in a one night stand whilst on their travels I actually thought it might be higher But even better than that, just under 10% slept with five or more people during their trip, and 17% had a threesome whilst on the road. (gasps)
0: Yes. (laughs) I know my first threesome was overseas. So there you go. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it was, Seb. (laughs) (laughs) First, First
2: I've heard about it. I think that it's worth noting that 17% is quite a high figure. That's like what almost one in five. Good on good on them. Go get it, girls
0: and boys. Huge. I was <laughs> gonna say huge if true, but it clearly is the statistic.
2: <laughs> well, you know what they say about statistics. But anyway, let's just assume that it's true. I, I trust hostile bookers. Sure. Let's go with it.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Legit AF <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we've got some great stories today. So should we dive into them?
2: Yeah, let's get, let's get cracking. I'm excited.
0: I'm so excited. Let's go.
2: Meet Fabio. He's an Italian living in Melbourne who loves sampling the local sites, food, and of course, the men. And this is his story. Hello, Fabio. Welcome to One Night in Bangkok. Thanks for joining us.
3: Hello. How are you?
2: I am amazing. We are talking about one night stands and everything to do with sex and travel today. So I did think of you, thought you might have some stories for us.
3: Oh, just a couple, I guess.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was not my hotly day, I will call it.
2: <laughs> did you say holiday? <laughs>
3: hotly day, yes, that's how I call it. <laughs> Well, so I was traveling with my best friend from back home. So me and her, we decided to go to Thailand because it looked beautiful. I'd never been there. Uh, I would watch a lot of things online. So we were really curious to go. Uh, We just had two weeks. So we decided to choose a few different places. So I think we landed in Bangkok. And then from there, we went to um, Chiang Mai and uh, Phi Phi Island, I think, and uh, somewhere else I can't remember. We were staying this little hotel, so we were trying to be cheap, so we shared sharing a room. And of course, I was being a, a little hot, so I jumped on grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I found these sexy Thai boys but yeah, I couldn't bring him over because my best friend was there and I kind of had a chat before about it and she was like, no, you can't bring any guys here so I was like, I was trying to like just go for a walk, you know, it's beautiful I'll be right there
2: She's going to do some sightseeing just see yeah, what I come across on your own. Yeah, we'll be fine <laughs>
3: I'll be back after I'm done with this guy I mean, after I'm done, you know, with my net. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's long story store. Um, I met this guy. I was chatting with this guy online. You know, like, we couldn't host. Like, Vela was taking a nap, my friend Vera. And we decided <sighs> to meet somewhere outdoor. Um, however, like Chiang Mai, I mean, it's still like a little town, but it's like quite busy. So we didn't know where to go. We found this kind of park, but it was kind of a lot of people walking by. And then we found this kind of night market. I mean, we day market, but it was closed at night. It was pretty dark, so we kind of started like going at it, like pretty much behind the food stand. I'm <laughs> no, sorry, the food uh, stands, and uh, like I was pretty much on my like a dog on my four legs, like down. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was on top of me pretty much, like, uh, looking on top of the, uh, the stands just to make sure, like, people wouldn't walk by or see us. Like, but we were kind of <laughs> walking this a sidewalk.
2: Why uh, in the market? Like, was could, could you not go back to his hotel or hostel or whatever?
3: Not like what in a hotel? house. It wasn't only kind of discreet and dark place we could
0: actually <laughs> <play>. <laughs>
3: oh my god i can't believe that day actually but yeah um so yeah no pretty much yeah we just like done what we had to do <laughs> <laughs> at the market well nobody was there because it was a day market but it was night time so it was dark and uh, yeah it was like um 20 minutes quick fun then i went back <laughs> to the <laughs>
2: Maybe that's an untapped market. Perhaps these day markets, they really could have a use at night time. I think you've found
3: it. Yeah, I guess. I found it perfect. <laughs> oh, it's Nobody saw us. I didn't get arrested. I didn't go to jail. That's fine.
2: <laughs> that's always a win. What um? What are your thoughts on like one night stands when you're
3: traveling? Oh, the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> they are the best. like... You get to see monuments, you get to see eat food, meet people, and of course, sometimes fuck him. So you get <laughs> the experience of one country <laughs> while you were there. So I love it. I mean, I don't see anything against it.
2: <laughs> no, you can't say you've not you've experienced a country without experiencing the people, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. It would be such a waste of my time and money to go all the way there. <laughs> i get us put it and get up, bring my Italian stamina everywhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and is yeah. there a particular country or place that you've traveled where you've had more one night stands than others?
3: Oh, God. I think the US. The US. Why,
2: why do you cool. reckon the US? Do you reckon people are just more open there?
3: I was open, this was sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a public park girl, like, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, the US, there you go. So many sexy men there. Oh, my God. I, mean, I reckon in the US, um, the guys are, well, look,
2: obviously, like the difference between gay and straight men, but yeah. um, even what I found is the guys there are so forward.
3: Yeah, probably. Like
2: they'll just come up to you and and all it takes is like if you just make eye contact with a guy, all of a sudden he's buying you a drink or he's come over to talk to you. Whereas guys in Australia don't
3: operate like yeah, that. Yeah, no, they didn't do that. Like as, no. as soon as they do that in the US, they're like, say no more already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like eye contact, it's all. Have you ever have, done anything sexual on a plane before? Mile high club vibes?
3: No, actually, that's interesting because, like, me and my partner were trying to do something. <laughs> but it didn't quite work out because, you know, I think the toilets are too small for us. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, back and off, like, we were trying... It was once, it was... The flowers was quite... um, Not really busy at all, so we were kind of sitting in the back, so we were trying kind of to play a little bit under the blanket, but... <laughs> we're still kind of people walking by. So, yeah, it didn't work out well.
2: <laughs> yeah. One of our um, stories this week is from a, a friend of ours called Dakota, and she actually ended up giving a blowjob under a blanket on a plane.
3: Oh, damn it. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> You're Lucky. jealous, I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have left on the list, pretty much to do. <laughs>
2: Oh, I've got one more question for you. So yeah. thinking back to your Chiang Mai market escapade, yeah. Looking back on that time, what advice would you give yourself?
3: Um, uh, book myself a room for myself. <laughs> 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 they would have been a bit more comfy, to be honest.
2: yeah just don't share accommodations so you've got yeah
3: no i need my own yeah definitely like i was younger (laughs) at the time so it was cool but now no i cannot do that anymore yeah it's over (laughs) because my 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 knees were pretty much on stones and gravel like i was hurting but (laughs) at (laughs) the same time it was a pleasure it was a mix of like a pain and pleasure
2: Charlie, we hear that you might have an intriguing journal entry for us related to this topic. Is that right?
0: Mm, Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to hear this because um, I think when people say one night stand, sometimes you assume that it's something like quick and dirty, in and out, get what you want, see you later. But um, (laughs) in your case you will often have these encounters overseas and it's way more than that for you, right?
0: Yeah, I am very nervous and very reluctant about reading out this journal entry, but I'm also very excited. Like what you said, I want to show this side of it too. It's a huge part of me and I love it and I and I love hearing these stories. So I, I really wanted to share the story myself. I'm so excited and I can't wait to hear it. All right, take it away, Charlie, hit us. All right, off we go. 4th of September, 2015. I'm currently in the taxi on the way to Ho Chi Minh Airport, definitely shedding a few tears. I did not want to leave this tour one tiny bit for many reasons, but the main reason being Thomas or Tommaso, the Italian prince that joined the group last night to continue through to Vietnam, Hanoi. We had 24 hours together and didn't leave each other's sides. We clicked instantly and had the most magical night. He made me feel so special and honestly like the only girl in the world, (laughs) as cliche that may be. We had dinner at a local Vietnamese restaurant where I ordered nachos, which he found fantastic. We sat side by side and shared many stories and learnt about each other. He was so charming. His accent, his eyes and eyelashes and his mannerisms I was going to mm. ask. So,
2: you mentioned eyelashes, but you, did you say Italian prince earlier? What does an Italian prince look like? Yeah. Can you hand us a picture?
0: <laughs> so, obviously, he's Italian. Uh, I think I just put him in the box of a prince because I just looked at him like that. He's tall. <laughs> he's, tall he's got uh, dark brown hair, quite short. Again, the eyelashes and the eyes, they're everything. Like, <laughs> I can't um, fit. Like, oh, just honestly everything like Italian know,
2: stallion I just wish you'd use the word stallion instead of prince I think it's a missed opportunity so do
0: I okay
2: go on go on
0: all right <laughs> after dinner we went to a bar where we instantly sat with each other again as if there was something automatically bringing us together <laughs> all night at that bar brackets two to three drinks <laughs> So like (laughs) 10 minutes or? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We kept giving each other the eyes. We all relocated to a club with buy one bucket, get one free. Romantic, Carly. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Where we couldn't take our eyes off each other. He told me that he loved me because I was original and not like any other girl that he's ever met. He told me that he thought I had the most amazing eyes. We danced and eventually kissed, and from that point on, we couldn't let each other go. We decided we wanted to fuck. Polite, anyway. (laughs) Straight to the point. But that we should go on an adventure beforehand. We left the bar and walked our friend Doug back. We then proceeded to hunt for a bar to have another drink together. We walked through the city of Ho Chi Minh hand in hand, practically skipping He gave me a piggyback ride and soon enough we were lost together. Wait, okay, stop. He he, he actually gave you a piggyback ride? Yeah, 100%. Like it was fun vibes. We were running around the city like little kids. It was so fun. Like I loved it. Like wasted, lost, just like on the Italian prince's back. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With the help of my map, we made it to a local bar, which was so local, no one spoke English, and the menu had no English. We read, quote-unquote, Vodka Men on the menu and ordered it, which turned out to be a bottle of straight vodka for $2. (laughs) The waiter brought out a jug and poured the whole bottle in with just one can of Red Bull. We got an extra bottle of Red Bull to ease the strength. Good choice, Charlie and sat for a while just learning about each other. <laughs> we spoke about how much we both wished that I was staying until the end of the trip and how much fun we would have adventuring. We spoke about how we both thought that the ideal situation is to find someone adventurous to see the world with and have great sex everywhere you went. <laughs> oh my! My, I literally just
2: slid off my chair.
0: That's exactly what I want. Yeah, me too. I still stand by that point. We had amazing conversations until it was time to find the park to have the most mind-blowing sex of my life. Did you say park? (laughs) I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) We had to go to the park as both of our roommates were back in our rooms. We fucked more times than I can remember. Sorry, (laughs) mum. (laughs) (laughs) It's not every day that you can say you fucked in a communist park. Not sure <laughs> if that's a proud moment or not. Um, <laughs> sorry, what is a communist park? What even is that? What do you mean? I don't know, just because Vietnam's a communist country. So if you have if you're caught having sex outside, you go to jail. Oh. So it's a bit of a frisky moment. Not something I usually get into, but um we finished. <laughs> And laid, staring up at the moon, gasping for air, sharing with each other how amazing the experience for us both was. <laughs> Is this a film? Because it sounds like a film. I was going to say, can we make a rom com out of this? Because I, re- so far, it sounds pretty bang on. <laughs> Right. We walked back hand in hand and he told me I was the sexiest girl he'd ever seen after sex. My sweaty hair and the look in my eyes is what he loved. I've never had anyone gloritise me so much and I grabbed his hand tighter. We got back to our hotel and refused to separate, so we made our roommates swap spots regardless. You mean (laughs) you made them? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember actually he knocked on his door and woke his roommate up and he's like, look, mate, you're going to have to just do us a solid and swap. (laughs) and just go into Charlie's room and just sort it out. (laughs) We were so comfortable together that we cleaned each other off of the dirt left from the park in the shower together and laughed endlessly. (laughs) We dried off and laid in bed cuddling until we fell asleep. The next morning we woke up and had the Vietnam Tunnels tour of which I was never too keen on. Reading that makes me cringe because the older I've got, and that was only five years ago, I'm like, oh, my God, fuck, I've learned a lot since then. Like, pay your respects and just go. Anyway, he convinced me to go with him and it was such an easy choice as I wasn't wasting any time with Thomas, not by my side. (laughs) We sat together on the bus learning more about each other, dot, dot, dot. Right, guys, so this is where the diary entry pauses because as you can remember from the start, I said I was in the taxi on the way to the airport. So I was actually heading home back to Melbourne at this stage. So this is when I got to the airport, I packed up my journal, got everything all together. I was like, right, said bye to the taxi driver and I went to check in. Went to the check-in counter, I got my boarding pass and then I was like, <sighs> Got to send Tomaso a message. Like, I've got to thank him. You know, when you're kind of like toying with yourself, do I send the message? Do I not? Is he gonna message? Like, was it just a one night thing? Like, where are we going with this? I was like, right, I'm just gonna message him. Like, fuck it, let's do it. So then I started looking for my phone. Panic sets in. Phone is gone. I'm running around everywhere trying to find it. I know, I know. I literally can't explain. I was, well, I collapsed and I was bawling my eyes out. It was really horrifying. (laughs) And I knew I'd put it in the back of the taxi and so I went out to the taxi rank like once I'd figured that out and I found someone and I was like, explain the situation and they literally pulled out, like, a napkin and gave me a pen and said, put your email on this and we'll let you know when we get it. I was like, right. <laughs> why, don't
2: you just, why don't you just say goodbye to your phone right then and there?
0: <laughs> I did it, though, obviously, but I was like, right, see ya. Like, that's not fucking happening. Anyway, so that's what happened. <laughs> then I go back to the journal. So it's in caps locks or capitals, I should say. I'm not typing. Cringe. <laughs> Two hours later at airport, dot, dot, dot. i I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. I was too into writing this journal entry that I hadn't realised that I had turned up at the airport and was rushed out of the taxi and left my phone in the back. I've spent the last two hours crying at Ho Chi Minh Airport, trying in every way possible to get my phone back. I can't believe at the end of my trip this happens. I'm sick of this shit. It was so <laughs> <laughs> for the record. How many times has this happened before? <sighs> MJ, yeah. please. Like every, <laughs> every every trip. To be fair though, this was the last time I did a touch wood, but this must have really hit home for me. Oh, actually, there's one more time after this, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> I even I was thinking, um, I'm pretty sure you've lost it since then.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, it was so last minute that I didn't even have enough time to make a police report at the airport to help make an insurance claim. I don't care for the phone or the cost involved, just the memories that have been left behind. I was already crying and emotional about leaving the group and this has just tipped me over the edge. Oh, my Charlie. little heart is breaking for you, poor little Charlie in the
2: situation.
0: And then Malaysian Airlines are being so lovely and have moved me up the back and tried to make me smile and a lovely random lady came and gave me a hug and wished that I was going to be okay. I actually need to pause because I kind of faked that a bit in the journal. Um, <laughs> Malaysia- <laughs> you added, you, wait, wait, wait. You added
2: Mayo to your own journal. <laughs> no
0: I no 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 I scaled it
2: back <laughs> oh, oh. What you, meant. You, you but that wasn't true I was like wh- why are you exaggerating your own journal okay
0: so what I- no 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 so Malaysian Airlines did give me a road to myself um they gave me uh like the business class meals what I soon found out was that they thought someone had passed away and um, oh. the, lady that, the lady that gave me a hug actually said sorry for your loss and that's what I kind of was like. <laughs> I can just imagine you hysterical at the airport. You would have looked like you'd lost a loved one. <laughs> well, I kind of had, <laughs> So I, I kind of like was like, oh, this is intense anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, that is mortifying. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. And, what, and I guess what can you do at that point? Be like, oh, no, no one's dead. I've just um, had to say goodbye to this guy that I met two days ago. The
0: worst part is <laughs> I didn't say that. I just went with it. Oh, yeah, oh, <sighs> okay, that's what I'm saying. That, but,
2: but, but, but what else can you do at that point? It's already... I would have done the same. I don't blame you at all. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oof. Anyway, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm actually an emotional wreck right now. I would do anything to be back with Thomas in Vietnam with not a care in the world but him, just to be held by someone who cares. I feel like such an idiot. I lose my phone all of the fucking time. It was only six hours ago I was on the bus back to our hotel with Thomas going through the photos on our phone together to teach and show each other more about our lives. I miss Thomas, the group, and my phone so much. (laughs)
2: I like how the phone made the cut, even though, like, no, same level phone, Thomas, and the group. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Totally fair. Totally fair.
0: I'm going to get back to the story about Thomas. I forgot to mention that when we woke up, we had more of the best sex of our entire life. We flirted with each other using our phones to communicate, as we couldn't dare let the rest of the bus hear the context of our conversations. We continuously looked at each other and smiled as we touched legs and rubbed our hands against the other's thighs. (laughs) Fuck, all I wanted to do when I got to the airport was send him a huge thank you message, which is why I'm so distraught about losing my phone. (laughs) 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 Anyways, back to the bus. He shared his music with me and we had one headphone each. It was quite cute. I won't lie. We got to the tunnels and spent the day walking around together and we were the only boy and girl who were allowed into the real tunnel. So weird I decided to include that because it's like, like I kind of it's like I took it as like a sign, like if he was the boy chosen and I was the girl chosen to go in the tunnel, then it must be fate. <laughs> <laughs> Connecting the invisible dots. <laughs> we shared the bus ride back together doing the exact same thing. He showed me some of the things that he had wrote and drawn. I was blown away, especially because he said that he had only been learning English for six months. We kept watching the clock, dreading the minute that I would have to leave. He was the sweetest. He would carry my bag when it was raining and snuck in a sneaky kiss on my forehead towards the end of the afternoon after we had coffee and he was walking me back to meet my fucking nightmare of a taxi. (laughs) He told me that these situations are never easy and that he would never, ever forget me, and I told him the same. I remember seeing him do a little fist pump and saying, score, I'm the boy that you'll never forget. He said that we were both winners and that it was a win-win situation. We both agreed that we would tell each other when in Italy or Australia so that we can meet again. Tommaso is really something special, XXX. X, X. Then it says... I'm going to go cry more now, sad face. Can't <laughs> wait to see mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then I've got a couple of little PSs that I I obviously just couldn't let this story go, so I keep going back. <laughs> Love the PM. PS. Yes. Another quote from Tommaso that I don't want to forget. Can I please just kidnap you and take you away for the rest of the trip? <laughs> <laughs> I've now made it to Kuala Lumpur and currently awaiting to board my flight to Melbourne. I cannot describe how much I cannot wait to see my mum. I'm not <laughs> not going to lie, this makes me worried about how I'm going to move to Canada on my own because I was planning on moving to Canada at the end Aww.
2: of
0: that week. I know, and I did. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Malaysian Airlines lady saw me off and gave me a massive hug and told me, God bless and not to worry, as karma always works itself out. What a legend! <laughs> oh, I love what a that. sweetheart. Um, shout out to MH Malaysia Airlines. Not sponsored,
2: but what amazing service!
0: Yeah, I honestly I, I fell at home. Like that lady at the end, she was the bears. She she didn't have to. Well. <laughs> I don't know if people know this, but you can get um, a service put in when you book a flight where they walk you from gate to gate and it's usually like if you're, um, you know, unable to walk and you're in a wheelchair or, you know, crutches or something like that. Elderly, language barrier. Yeah, anything yeah. like that, and they put the request in the system. That's how bad they saw me. That they put the request in the system. That I had someone meeting me at the gate to take me. Yeah, because the they thought someone had died. They were like, "This poor girl <laughs> obviously lost her family member. She's so
2: distraught." That's the only. <laughs> for her absolute misery.
0: (laughs) I do really want to say, though, that woman was correct because karma actually did work itself out. About a week and a half later, I received an email from the hotel I last stayed at saying that they had my phone oh my
2: god you are so (laughs) lucky like that would happen to no one else but you Charlie what a joke
0: I know and then I said I said cool no worries what's postage I'll pay for it they said collection only I was like (laughs) (laughs) um what kind of sick joke is that (laughs) anyway (laughs) anyway I'd met a girl that I knew was going back to Ho Chi Minh in like a few more days time from when I got that email So I reached out to her and I said, look, I know this is a bit like shit to have to do this, but can you go and get my phone? She was from Melbourne. I said, can you collect my phone and bring it back to Melbourne? And I just organized with her. I took a slab of beers and a box of chocolate and it was about an hour and a half drive from my house. And once she got home, I drove off with my beers and chocolates and Hour and a half later, I had my hot little phone in my hot little hands. <laughs> <laughs> what an absolute legend. I love
2: that. And what a, what a happy ending. But speaking of happy endings, I'm sure, well, I definitely want to know, wh- whatever happened, wh- what became of Tomaso? Where is he now and have you spoken to him since?
0: Yeah, to be honest, we've stayed in touch. <laughs> what? From five years ago? Yeah, we stayed in touch. Like we probably speak every few months or so. Um, just on Instagram and yeah he's I obviously live in Europe now, um which I've potentially mentioned before on this, but living in Scotland, so he's obviously he lives in Switzerland at the moment, actually if it wasn't
2: for Covid, he's technically within reach, right?
0: yeah, and there's been talk of that. I won't lie <laughs> <laughs> what kind of things do you guys talk about? Um it's usually quite um forward, quite. <laughs>
2: Basically, yeah, basically it's probably the same as the context on the bus, right?
0: Yeah, the same kind of conversations on the bus are having on Instagram and, yeah, they're great. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those people you meet, I love that.
2: Such a good story. So tell us, looking back, what advice do you wish you would have given
0: yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I probably wish I didn't blame the taxi so much in the in the journal entry. I think like taking <laughs> taking some accountability and ownership for your own actions is probably probably the best one that I could give for myself. I think that I didn't start stop losing my mind or my belongings until I decided to take accountability for my own actions. So, I think that if I started doing that then I could have avoided a lot of other issues down the track. But when I say issues, they're probably good stories that will come up on the podcast. So, you know, win-win. Meet Dakota, the girl who managed to join a club that's considered to be mile high. And this is her story. Hello, Dakota. Thank you so much for coming on One Night in Bangkok. Hello. Thanks for having me. No worries. Now, Dakota... Set the scene. Tell us a little bit about where you were
1: and what you were doing. So I was on the way to see a friend in Scotland um, and got to the airport. I was checking in. um, I saw this cute guy that was standing in the aisle with me. Uh, Definitely not my type. He was sort of, you know, that real pushback hair, shirt-looking guy, but definitely hot. And anyway, so... I get on, I get on the plane and I had the aisle side and it was my first long haul flight. So I had no idea that you could just smash beers and they just keep sending out alcohol for you. So anyway, I, I sit down in the aisle side so excited just to, you know, go on my first big haul flight. And he comes over, the guy that I thought was hot. So he comes over and sits next to me in, um, on his other side. Uh, so he was the other aisle side and then there was a man next to him on the window side. Anyway, I didn't think anything of it because I was like, whatever, I'm doing my own thing. And I sat down and I was journaling at the time. So I got out my journal. I got a beer. The lady brought me over a beer and I was writing in it like to make sure that whatever I do on this trip, I just make the most of it. I embrace everything. Um, I want to ha- make so many human connections and just whatever happens, just go with it. So I was really pumping myself up for that because I can sort of be a little bit closed off and, you know, can get like a little bit of social anxiety and everything like that. So I really wanted to make a big impact of myself this trip. And literally just sat for the next four hours sinking beers like there was no tomorrow as well as red wine as well as red wine too how many do you think you had what's the rough estimate so at the at that point um I'd had about five beers I reckon so I was and one red wine so I'd run one red wine at the start um yeah so I was I was pretty pretty merry at that point. point four hours later I noticed that as I was getting beers constantly, I noticed that the guy next to me, who was the hot guy, was doing the same thing. And we sort of caught eyes and he looked over at me. And then when we needed a beer next, he called the flight attendant over and she was like, and he was like, Oh, get a beer for this lady, get a beer. And I was like, fuck yeah, thanks, blah, <laughs> blah, blah. And then we just instantly go into a massive conversation.
0: It's kind of like the equivalent of buying someone a drink in a bar, but it's just free on the flight. Like, what can you do? So you're just like, one for her, one for me. It's so funny. So, what were you thinking at that stage? Like, what, in your head, what were you envisioning for the rest of the flight at this stage?
1: So, at that stage, I was just pretty pissed and I was just so fucking happy with everything I was like fuck yeah I'm going to Scotland um pissed as no one's stopping the alcohol flow fuck yeah and then this guy next to me real nice looking real chatty everything like that starts talking to me like fuck yeah like a friend you know so we just like went into full conversation
0: unreal so I guess eventually there's a time on a flight once you know you've had your (laughs) meal everyone's kind of like you know, it's a long haul flight, the the lights dim, it gets a bit dark and it's, you know, it's essentially quiet time, right? Yep. So what, what happened when the lights went down and it got a bit quiet? And I guess you guys are across the aisle from each other. So how did, how did it get going?
1: Yeah, I don't know. We just, we were just flowing so well. And obviously you could imagine being that fucking pissed that we were so loud all the whole flight's dimmed everyone's trying to go to sleep we had a couple manners around us like behind us and stuff and I could see people like trying to roll over in in like their seats like you know getting a bit uncomfortable but I was just that pissed I just didn't even give a fuck to be honest like shit ass person to sit next to Honestly, like, I'm usually so cautious about, you know, making sure everyone's all good around me, but I was just in such a good mood. This guy, we were just having the best conversation. I just didn't care. And he was loving it too. Um, and anyway, so this, we had the one flight attendant and she was bringing us beers the whole time. So, anyway, it got to a point where, um, she had come over to us and she bent down and she was like, Look, guys, I'm, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm so sorry to do this, but we've just had a few complaints, like, about, you know, people sitting around you. You're just being a bit too loud. I mean, I'm all fine with it. Like, I'm all fine. Um, there's a seat next to your friend. Did you want to, like, just move over there and you guys can just talk quietly amongst yourselves? And I was like, fuck yeah. All right. Sweet. And he looked at me and he's like, all right, let's do it. So he moves into his, <laughs> his middle seat. It, it was still got, like, this man that's sitting on the window side. He's, Asleep, well, hopefully asleep. So he moves over into the middle and then I move on to the aisle side. And I'm talking like this flight attendant knew what was up, I reckon, because she brought out a blanket like our blankets and just said, you know, just talk amongst yourselves. Do you want another beer? Like, you know? It was like she was fucking setting us <laughs> up, I reckon. <laughs> that air hostess sounds like an
0: absolute legend. Oh, legend,
1: <laughs> legend. She's probably <laughs> the reason for this story, man. Shout out to her. So we're sitting there, and mind you, this whole time we've been talking, it hasn't been flirty. It has. It's just been like we were mates, like having a real good conversation. And anyway, so he pops up a conversation. And he goes, oh, like I've always wanted to join the Mile High Club. And I was like, oh, oh, have you? And I thought, I've never really thought about it, to be honest. And he was like, yeah, no, like I've, I've like literally like always wanted to and just looked at me. I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, would you want to? And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I don't know, do I fucking hell? And then I just got a bit flustered and I'm like, oh, I was looking at the toilets, like down there. And I was like, there's heaps of people coming out. Obviously, like so many people need to go to the toilet on the plane. And I was like, oh, can I do this? Just thinking in my head, I'm like, you know, he's, he's hot and like, I'm pissed. And I'm like, no, like I definitely, I don't think I could actually go through with rooting someone in a fucking toilet like on the fucking plane like it's going to be so obvious like if we get caught like that's fucked up you know so I was like "Mm, nah like nah I I definitely can't I definitely can't.
0: So then how did it go from can't to it (laughs) (laughs) can So anyway
1: um a couple beers come out again and we smash them down and We literally just looked at each other and we're like, do you want to just do something here? And I was like, (gasps) I was like, fuck it, all right. And next minute we're full hooking up in the aisle seats and <laughs> like i'm talking going at it like i'm i'm cr- I, I can't even believe like i actually we did this next minute his hands are down my pants my hands are down his pants and like we're going for it like where the vibes are going we're like pissing ourselves laughing but really into it at the same time like what the hell are we doing there's this guy trying to sleep next to us like surely he would have been woken up by now and anyway, like we were just going that hard that I end up fucking his dick <laughs> <laughs> on the fucking plane. You did not um, naughty girl. The <laughs> next minute, we're both coming on the plane. So <gasps> literally, both so came. You actually went oh, went football. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Like both came while we were laughing and. I just literally like this poor guy next to us, or maybe like um like he fucking probably loved it. He probably like went <laughs> he probably went to the True. toilets and had a massive wank when he got off the plane <laughs> <laughs> for free porn on the plane. So
0: after, you know, all was said and done and you guys both came to <laughs> Um <laughs> what, yeah. what happened after? Like what what yeah, what happened? So we literally I'm
1: like we both came instantly tired as fuck what a workout and we just passed out we just passed out on each other and we were like you know head on head um and we just passed out for four hours and then next minute I wake up and I open my eyes and the lights were all dimmed and shit and it was literally like I woke up from a hangover and my first thought was like what the fuck did I just do then like oh my God, but I'm sitting on the plane and I'm still in the situation. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) And it's like my sober thoughts were like, everyone fucking knows. Oh my God, what the fuck? And he's next to me snoring away. And I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be awkward when we wake up? And there's nowhere to run. Like if you have a one night stand, get pissed at the pub or like get pissed wherever. And you wake up and you're like, what the fuck have I done? You just can creep out of their house and go home rid yourself of what have just what's just happened but I was stuck on the plane and we had like another six hours to go man like we had fucking oh. ages and I'm like having a hangover like oh, I couldn't even believe it Oh, The best part was, though, you know, like on the long-haul flights, they give you the, the little, like, travel pack and you've got, like, a little toothbrush mm-hmm. and, a, like, a little, like, a toothpaste. I just picked that up straight away. I, like, took his arm off me and, like, snuck back into the toilet <laughs> and just, like, brushed my teeth and just tried to fix myself up and shit and then just came back out and sat in my normal seat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's you like, kind of...
0: Yeah, it's kind of like you did go home. Like it's like what version you had.
1: (laughs) Kinda. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: So then, obviously, you've you've moved back to your seat. So there would have been a time that he eventually wakes up. Did he
1: wake up and like look at you in your seat? Like, did you reconnect after the incident? This was the best thing. Like, he was a bloody legend. It could have been awkward. It could have been you know you could have done that with someone and you woke up and they're like you know a prick or something like that, but. I was still awake and he woke up and I saw him wake up and we both just looked at each other and pissed ourselves laughing. And he looks at me and he's like, what the fuck did we just do? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know. Like literally everyone would have fucking heard. Like we were going at it. And then he just laughed so hard and like he went, did the same thing, brushed his teeth, sat back down. And then for the next like six hours or however long we had, We just kept talking and, like, uh, literally, we had so much more to catch up on and just kept talking, like, we were best mates and stuff. It was so good. Uh, But it was a bit fucking awkward when the flight attendants came back out and, like, were giving us beers again. Because I didn't know if they knew (laughs) and I didn't know what the situation was. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it's like you're now, like, back in your seat as well. Like, it's like, oh, what's what's happening here? Yeah, definitely. So.
1: What happened when you got to your stop, your transit? So I feel like this this is just the icing on the cake for the whole story and like the whole journey if you want to say it of what I just went through like an experience of a lifetime so we get off the plane together we go through customs like we are just literally like we had just been traveling together and um, we wait for each other we're just still chatting chatting about what his life is like back in Belgium what my life is like in Australia you know he goes to the toilet I wait for him I went to the toilet he waits for me and he's like oh oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll walk you down to your um like your stop so I was like all right sweet so he walks me like an extra 15 minutes down down into the airport to where my stop was. And anyway, we walk into the stop and there's like all these people around. I'm like, fuck, like does anyone know? Like do they know who we are sort of thing? But I was like, no, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. I'm just getting. I've got anxiety right now. Like fucking don't go there. <laughs> but anyway, so he was like, all right, well, you know, I better walk back to my stop now. And I'm like, all right, well, thanks for the experience. And he's like, thanks for the experience too, you know, like that's, that's fucking awesome, and then we just pissed ourselves laughing, and we're like, "Well, have a great life and um, have a good flight." And he's like, "Yeah, well, you too." And we just kissed each other and hugged each other, and he went his way, and I just stayed in this in in my little area where I was hoping that no one knew that I was the girl that just sucked someone's dick on the plane, um, and <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was it. And the best part was like it was literally like an old school hookup because. We didn't exchange socials. I only knew his first name and I knew what he did, what his profession was and where he lived. Um, but, yeah, we just didn't do any socials or anything like that. So he's somewhere in Belgium living his life and he has the exact same story that I do. He probably shares it with his friends and piss- pisses themselves laughing as well about it. Um, and I just think it's fucking, it's just an awesome sum up to the whole experience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly love that. I think it's. So funny. I think it's funny that you both were just like, let's just go for this experience. And that's what this is about. This isn't about you and I and where we can go next. This is about you and I making the most of this moment. And then exactly as you said, being able to have a great story to hold on to. Thank you so much, Dakota, for sharing your one night stand story for us. It's, uh, definitely a little bit different to what most people probably think of when you hear the term one night stand. But we've got one question that we ask all of our guests that come on. Looking back, what advice do you
1: wish that you could have given yourself? I don't know. That's a tough one because I definitely think, I definitely think if I was usually I wouldn't actually go through with it so I reckon I would have been kicking myself wishing that I went through with it but I don't think I have any advice to myself I think it worked out absolutely perfectly I mean it was it's a frowned upon thing but I made the most of it and you know like it's a good experience as well so I feel like just fucking take the experiences that come up you know just don't hold back because you're scared of other people judging you or whatever you know
0: Well, I guess the moral of the story this week would be every hole's a goal. (laughs) (laughs) Just go for it. Don't let society hold you down by feeling shamed about this kind of stuff. Just go for it, guys.
2: Yeah, I definitely think when you're traveling is one of the best times to do that. Obviously, be safe. Use your common sense. Don't put yourself in dangerous situations, but have fun. Why not?
0: Yeah, I agree. Go for it. We'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing that again, guys. Don't worry. It's Uh, Good.
2: (laughs) Someone write that down. (laughs) Bookmark this. She's not doing it again. Have a great week.
1: (laughs) Bye.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of One Night in Bangkok. We love sharing these stories with you. If you have a crazy travel story, tell us about it. You can send an email, tell us at one night in bkk.com or hit
1: us up on Instagram at one night in bkk podcast.
0: Thank you for flying with us today. We trust you had a pleasant flight, and we look forward to seeing you next time.